0: Or hit the thing, We're hitting hit the tasting. We're hitting the tasting, right? Tasting is a very important thing. Yeah, very the important. The thing I know about most about wine <laughs> is, is, it is, is the tasting. Welcome back to another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode 65, I have to actually go back and look and see what episode number we're on, it's been so long, welcome back, bit of a reprieve, bit of a extended time away, and I was getting uh, getting heck from my friend Katie, uh, Kitch Wines, she was giving me give me shit because it had been so long. So I said, well, let's you and I record something and then we'll have something to, something to put out there. So we did. That is actually next episode. And in the meantime, I actually recorded also with my good friend, Grayson, friend of the show, friend of the vine. And he is at uh, Black Swift Vineyards now. He is formerly of The Hatch. Uh, in the same family, in the Jason Parks Customs family. And he is working at Black Swift Vineyards. So we had a good chat and we hung out and tasted some wine. Yeah, just a great time all, all in all. And one more quick shout out to my good friends, Kira and Libby at Stag's Hollow, drinking their Pinot right now as I record this podcast. Great stuff. Kira, the winemaker up there, and Libby, her right hand, her sidekick. Anyway, great, uh, great group up there, and went went up there and um, went up there and said hi, and uh, currently drinking their Pinot Noir. So yeah. So this podcast will be Grayson and I chatting. For those of you who are regular listeners of the show, you'll notice that at the end of the podcast, the outro has been changed, and the outro will remain the same. The new outro will remain the same for a while as a tribute to my friend Andrew Phillip Uh, he goes by the nickname of Hawk Uh, Hawk passed away in December of uh, last year and we actually did a celebration uh, not that long ago, a couple months ago and uh, a young guy uh, not much older than myself, mid 50s and um, died of cancer and the outro is a great Funny clip, and it just kind of encompasses all the cool things about Hawk. Uh, he was a master story, a master storyteller, and uh, funny, funny guy. Always had a great story. Always had something to share. And uh, a regret of mine is that I didn't get a chance to record a podcast with him. And we've been talking about it. Um, about uh, he was in the he was in the spirits business, and he was he was somebody who enjoyed scotch, enjoyed wine, and uh, we were in, unfortunately didn't get a chance to record. Uh, but I've uh, put in the outro a story that they shared at his celebration, and uh, you'll get a kick out of it because uh, it, it just encompasses all the all the cool things about Hawk. So enjoy, and let's get right into it. There we go. Here we go. You did it?
1: Okay, man. Welcome
2: back. It's been a spell. Yes, it uh, has been. so. As much as with Black Swift we've been making wine since 2012 and like earmarking barrels and vineyards and they existed for so long down at the hatch prior to flying the coop and coming up here to be its own thing, we've never made a sparkling wine within Black Swift or Screaming Frenzy ever up until 2020. So we just rolled over from the 2020 to the 21 vintage of the Sparkler but it was a new creation under Screaming Frenzy so the concept is the 20 or it's the screaming frenzy wise ass bubbles and it's uh, it's designed to be a cheeky reference to the fact that like champagne was a in a bob ross sense like a happy accident right like no one really ever meant for there to be effervescence in the wine it just happened and then latched on but to a degree, like prior to Champagne being this pinnacle of luxury and celebration that we view it as now, uh, they were largely like a livestock breeding province, and it was mm. just like monks were making wine. They were farming, so that's why with the wise ass, it's got the donkey and the three monkeys on the label as nice. a reference to like the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Like oh, we didn't mean for this to happen, but it's great, and we're gonna do this now, and then the donkey to speak to the the farming legacy. Yeah. Um, the twenty twenty was a lot edgier in like a brut rosé sense, and like had more of like a phenolic grab on the on the back palate. Like uh, more, yeah, I guess more classic brut rosé, but it was like unconventional. The wise ass is always unconventional, even though the frenzies have historically been more like tradition driven wines yet still playful everyday guys so the 2020 was Merlot Cabernet, Franc Cap Sauve so it was like a pseudo fictional Bordeaux Brut which isn't a total real category of wine but it existed yeah. here but this is super delicate super pretty and is more representative of, of uh, us I guess so it's like 79% Pinot Noir that comes from one of the vineyards that we have called Paradise uh, just down Boucherie in in West Kelowna here the 79% Pinot 16% Roussan and the last little bits Merlot it drinks like just a Mm. a Pinot sparkling yeah it's like delicate it's pretty one of the marvelous things about 2021 is like this vineyards not super mature but based on like the intensity of the heat it ripened like quite intensely uh, or like even the young vines produced fruit that's why we got to do this uh, Pinot focus but it ended up being a relatively early harvest in, in general, as we would for sparkling anyways, right? So it's, it's only 10-4 as far as alcohol goes. Mm. Like it's dialed back. Yeah. It is a gentle kiss on the cheek yeah. from just like really pretty pink fruit. And it's got a little bit of an edge on it, but mostly it's just a really, really mm-hmm. gorgeous bottle of bubbles. Um,
0: That's a nice number. I mean, to be under 12 like that is...
2: Yeah, to be under 12 and still have like mm-hmm. Some structural prowess and weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, (laughs) the warehouse that we work with accidentally, like, I don't know, three, maybe four months ago, I had asked for 20 and they sent 21, and like inadvertently got it cold and opened it and was Mm -hmm. like, this is different, but this is magic. And it was like, all right, squad, modus operandi is let's move the 20 so that we can do this because this thing is an anomaly of, of like, Uh, You know, just a provocation, really.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
2: That's a wise ass. Yeah. And then from there I'm going to mosey into like a a pretty cool Mm -hmm. Riesling that just Mm -hmm. came out. like a version of a familiar friend so essentially one of the originals within the blacksmith portfolio has always been riesling like we started back in 2014 so in around when the hatch opened this would have been on the shelf relatively quickly and it always has come from kirkjan farm which is a, or kirkjan vineyard which is a little four acre vineyard that we manage in east Kelowna. Being on that side of the lake, it's like highly conducive to acid driven Riesling. And that's that's always been the style that we aim for is like bone dry. It's like electricity or a defibrillator for your taste buds really and truly. But this is a fascinating little thing because it's kind of the second time that we released the same wine. Last summer, we released the 2020 Kirkjan Vineyard Riesling, which was just like slow and cold ferment, like just stainless steel, leaning more into like the classic, like zippy zesty citrus focus and like minerality and acid that Riesling's expressive of. But the winemaking team uh, wanted to see if we could kind of circumvent the timeline on like natural progression and maturity through winemaking versus waiting, like you know how to a degree Riesling in the valley especially seems to be like in the two or three year mark, whereas in other regions it's like five, seven, ten years before it starts to check off that like oily texture and achieve more dynamic aromatics. We wanted to see if we could do it through winemaking versus um, patience. So what we did in this case is three. T- like three stainless steel barrels, so standard like 225 liter vessel, but stainless versus oak, and the whole time, uh, like over the course of 20 months, it was surly, which is not normally a thing that you would do over that course of time with riesling. In attempt to like through stirring it and keeping lees in suspension, like amplify the mouthfeel and weight. Like it still has that classic acid profile and all the traditional fruit characteristics you would associate with riesling, but it's got this considerably rounder mid palate for something that's yeah. as young as it is and I think it worked. It's this fun example of sometimes patience is cooler. Yeah. That nose is but patience patience in winemaking versus patience in bottle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is, you know, it's not normally the way that everyone would approach Riesling. And like across the board staff wise, I think presently a lot of us think that this is one of the yeah. the finer white wines that we have because it's got this marvelous depth but also like a very classic character of the grape variety. And East Kelowna Riesling is a is, is a thing. Like it's a testament to logic and doing what you should do where you should do it instead of just doing what you can do wherever you wish to, yeah. you know. the the, it's well it's it's like it's the marvelous balance of uh, of the wild west like there's so many pockets of viticulture where everybody's kind of growing whatever they desire to be within their portfolio and more often than not from a climatic perspective the valley is conducive to it but it's like there's probably more logical spots to do specific things, and I think over the last little while, like the valley has heavily moved into that direction, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. Or is moving in that direction, but yeah, this is a this is a point of obsession. But riesling for me always has been a point. of obsession. Like is, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, silky,
0: and it's a total surprise. Smooth. Yeah, it's silky smooth. Just- yeah,
2: because like based on the nose alone, you would just expect yeah. like classic BC riesling. Yeah. Yeah, But then you get in the middle,
0: yeah.
2: and it's got oh, this yeah. Yeah. wild balance. All right. uh, <laughs> from there, man, uh, I quite genuinely, I believe that this might be one of the finer expressions of... Rose that we have perpetuated over the course of time. Uh, The last couple of vintages, like the 19 and 20, were more intensely pigment driven, like, were a lot darker, drank way more like sour candy and like fun time fruit punch than they did like actual fruit or, or elegance. Whereas in 21, kind of across the board through JPC, we made the decision to go into more decidedly dialed back or. Like southern French style. Her, um, and this is in composition. It's 30% Merlot, 25% Cab Sauve, 25% senso 17% Cab Franc, and then the last little bit is Pinot and it's super delicate, it's yeah. super pretty, uh, based on the composition it offers like just enough spice to be food friendly but in a, a grander sense it's built for bodies of water, oxygen, long straws, drinking in the shower, like truly activity wise this is a wine that if you had aspirations of becoming a magician at any point in time this is your grandest trick and it just it just goes and goes and goes and goes. It, it pairs infinitely well with um, more really is, is the the quintessential accompaniment and uh, it's the first first time really that we vote fo- like even though it's only a quarter of the blend it's the first time that we really utilized Sinso which makes sense for this particular style of rose uh, comes from lakeshore slash lakeside which is like this it's down in a Soyuz yeah. and again they're relatively young vines but based on the heat that we had in 21 even the Young Vines pushed really great fruit and makes a really solid backbone of like intrigue and logic here. When would when this have been picked, do you think?
0: Like, uh, oh. I mean, was it, it was a hot, it was a hot 21. So
2: I would, uh, I wish I could remember, like,
0: we, super early fall then? Or? Uh,
2: yeah, like we definitely had it, it was definitely in the cellar by really early October uh, at the latest, even maybe in late September. In the, in the case of the pinks, I try and remember too many things. Who could yeah. know? Yeah. Again, the noses. Yeah, in the infinitely quotable yeah. words of the style and uh, audio maverick that is Harry Styles, it's like strawberries in a summer evening, and when you want more berries, they're right there, man. Or do you want to mosey into... Uh, maybe one red. Well, I know what you, you know. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to you, it's either Pinot or Syrah. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Like if there was a... Good man, Grayson. If there was such a thing as uh, like verified liquid erotica, this is. It. Have it in a bottle. Uh, something like that. So this is the 2018 Monarch Vineyard Syrah. So like oh, Monarch. Yeah, I know, right? Um, like this it, it's it, this is one of those wines where it's like a bit of a human test of character like if you don't like this then yeah. you don't like stuff yeah and stuff is a very broad <laughs> category of wine stuff and things you're not a wine fan but you also just don't like stuff and things which is basically just a human condition as an affinity for stuff and things um, so monarch is one of the uh, one of the OGs, right like we've been working with these guys basically the whole time that we've been making wine. It's on the East of Soyuz Flats. It's heavily defined by the stressful desert environment that it lives in, but uh, Syrah for us, like it's the organizational strong point to the sense that based on the vineyards that we work with and the talents of the winemaking team, like I think even if and when Mother Nature is her most complex and ambivalent force, we still have the ability to make Great raw on a continual basis Uh, this I would say leans to a pretty heavy uh, warm like warm climate style based on the like overarching overtness of the fruit like it's that like molasses cherry jam like dark cherry, like yeah. just brooding dark sex appeal. Yeah, it's like the liquid equivalent of, of leather and chains. Like it's a bit of a bruiser in the most marvelous fashion. It's framed by 30 months in mostly new American oak, a little bit of new French oak, which I think really frames it. And the fact that it's 30 months, yeah, like, essentially caramelizes the edges on it. Like if it had hard lines, the oak program really yeah. brings. But it's it's still a powerhouse like it still has the 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 tannic grip and intensity that you would hope for but it's like super slick and that's like almost
0: uh, uh, almost really slick uh, yeah yeah
2: and like the overarching balance of it is like almost unnerving because it is a hulk of a wine but it goes down real smooth until you're like three quarters of the way into the game and then you realize the the game that you've been playing the whole time is it over over 15 or what is it yeah well it's 15, but thus, you know, there's the 1% legal leeway in either direction. I imagine it's got like slightly more gumption. And it's wines like that. That are a testament to why if i was going to drink one thing for forever it would be Syrah, and then i would be real poor real fast because the ones worth drinking are not free no but the romans had it right excess is a virtue not a vice you know live fast die last go big go home swing for the dang fence
0: yeah Syrah's has always been your weakness
2: always has been always will be um also this is another example of like it's it's already basically extinct. Like it came out maybe in March. We didn't even actually put it on the shelf until the middle of May. And whatever is here, yeah, is it yeah. right now? Um, which I I think is also it's a it's a cool testament to the focus of us as a as a company, right?
0: Yeah, you can't. There's something to said where oh just wait till next year there'll be another 30,000 cases it's like no it's like no, no. it
2: comes and it goes yeah. And um, you know, I think like one of our greatest points of pride especially with this for us, like, it never even hits the web it's yeah. like if you really yeah. want it you can email us and we'll send it to you but like yeah. you won't find it on the website yeah. for the most part it's just whatever happens here is yeah.
0: is it and that's and that is the other part is that's the beauty of going to places like like blacksmith, like any of any Jason stuff, where you wanna, you gotta get in the door, and you gotta sit down, and you gotta, you, yeah, you can't be sitting at home in your PJs uh, online saying, oh well, yeah, you gotta.
2: Get yeah, it's in, like, it's I, like this, I like this. I like this one I want. Or, I like these I like guys. Want, I want some I like wine that. from them. It's like, yeah, you can get some of it. Yeah. But if you want the things that matter.
0: You experience. Yeah, well, that's... A, it's, you it's gotta, overrated, You man. gotta come. You gotta come to the front I'm
2: just, I'm just a guy with a beard who puts wine in a glass. That's it. It's a beautiful beard. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> all you gotta do is nothing at all, man. <laughs> all you gotta do is nothing at all. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's a hedonistic, pleasure-driven machine. <laughs> And it has like a world of longevity ahead of itself, right? Like if you yeah. want to let it nap, it'll sleep for however long you want it to sleep. Yeah. But instant gratification is also a hell of a drug and it's really good right now. It's got some nice juiciness
0: to it too. Yeah. Do you want
2: to try the Cab front? Go one more. Let's do one. Let's do one. In a way, is a legacy wine, but is also a first of its order. So, Cab Franc is one of the definitive originals under Black Swift, right? Like, th- this we started making in 2013. Because, uh, like, when, when Swift started, there was Chard, Pinot, Merlot, Cab Franc, Syrah. There was just five, whereas now there's closer to a dozen or more, depending on if they, really, like, coexist at the same time. Uh, but historically, it came from Desert Valley, which is a vineyard on the Golden Mile, whereas this is the first time that it's been a singular expression from Hans Estate, which is on the east of Soyuz Bench. And it's... Um, it's the liquid equivalent of smoking a menthol robbing a bank driving away in a big black cadillac and getting away with all of it because everything about it is just badass and powerful it leans towards the herbal side of cab franc without being vegetal it's got a super solid core of fruit Uh, the tannic structure is built for longevity and evolution and uh, it's about 40 months mix of french and american so Mm. three and three and one third years just sleeping which I think also really framed it well. It's it's got like a good bit of funk and like funk-driven, yeah. old-school charm. Still
0: got some, some, still got some ways to go. Yeah, those tannins mm. are. Uh, hmm. This is a wine that wants to be your friend, mm. your buddy.
2: Hang out on the back pallet in a pretty intensive fashion.
0: Yeah. Let's. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, brother. The rain is
2: changing
1: our minds. One
0: more. I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests. Friends of the Vine. Take care. Have a glass for me.
1: A big party, a beggar, if you will. A good party in Quetzalcoatl, and everything's good. And I'm hearing this guy tell the story about nine guys in this big pack. And he's telling a story, and I'm everyone's kind of laughing. I get closer. He's telling my story. He's telling my story at the golf course in Ireland. And I, I'm like, and I, Well, yeah, but I look. I don't know any of these kids. Like, I think they're all like mid twenties guys. I'm like, I don't know these guys. So I'm listening, and I kind of like now wiggle my way in here, and I'm like, who the fuck's the old guy? I said, by the way, um, that's my story. <laughs> and they're all like, what? what? Somebody laugh. <laughs> And I'm like, the story that he's telling, I'm the guy. Yes. <laughs> they're like... This is a very guy. specific story, too. It's very yeah, awesome. and this guy, but I listened for a minute, and this guy, was, he was bang on. But was he pretending to be you? No, yes, he was... He he said, and, you and had and they, and, yeah, him. and then oh, so the guy telling the story at this part, and then and then this guy didn't know my name. Then this guy's this, and this guy's that, and I'm like, holy shit, he's telling my story. That is so, geez, terrible. Terrible. so I said, I said, do you mind if I take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I told, I completed the story.